sponsored by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Munavalan. It's Friday. Today's show, why two states might hold the key to the Senate. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. A bit of news in case you missed it. Ian is back to hurricane strength. McKinnard from the Associated Press reports. A revived Hurricane Ian set its sights on South Carolina's coast Friday and the historic city of Charleston, with forecasters predicting a storm surge and floods after the megastorm caused catastrophic damage in Florida and left people trapped in their homes. With all of South Carolina's coast under a hurricane warning, a steady stream of vehicles left Charleston on Thursday, many likely heeding officials' warnings to seek higher ground. Storefronts were sandbagged toward off high water levels in an area prone to inundation. With winds holding at 85 miles per hour, the National Hurricane Center's update at 2 a.m. Friday placed Ian about 175 miles southeast of Charleston and forecast a life-threatening storm surge and hurricane conditions along the Carolina coastal area later Friday. We're six-ish weeks away from Election Day, and the Senate battlefield is narrowing. Leaders in both parties agree that control of the upper chamber is coming down to two very different Sunbelt swing states, Nevada and Georgia. Politico's Bridges Everett and Natalie Allison report this morning. Democrats' most straightforward path to keeping the majority still means bringing back their so-called core four battleground senators, Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, Mark Kelly of Arizona, Raphael Warnock of Georgia, and Catherine Cortez Masto of Nevada. And while Hassan and Kelly are breathing a bit easier these days, Cortez Masto and Warnock are sweating it out in extremely tight races. In Georgia, the campaigns of both Warnock and GOP nominee Herschel Walker concede that there are few swing voters to win over. The Peach State's winning strategy is all about turnout. In Nevada, Republicans got the recruit they wanted in Adam Laxalt. He and Cortez Masto are competing for the swing state's independent voters, with the possibility that the none of these candidates option on Nevada ballots could actually affect the outcome of a close Senate race. Burgess and Adley told Playbook last night, although polls are obviously an imperfect metric, we've watched as Nevada and Georgia have gone back and forth and New Hampshire and Arizona show reliable Democratic leads. In Nevada and Georgia, the GOP candidates barely were grazed in the primaries, while Arizona's Blake Masters and New Hampshire's Dan Bulldog had late primary wins in crowded fields. And you can follow the money. Establishment Republicans have pulled out some money in Arizona Arizona. They left it in New Hampshire for now, but we are watching to see if some of it gets reallocated to Nevada and Georgia. Per a Fox News poll, Democratic Senator Mark Kelly leads Republican Blake Masters 46 to 40 percent. Last month, Kelly was up 50 to 42 percent. The gubernatorial race there is also tightening. Democratic candidate Katie Hobbs leads Republican Carrie Lake 44 to 43 percent. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 10 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff will attend the investiture ceremony of Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson. At 11.30, Biden will deliver remarks on the federal government's response to Hurricane Ian. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 2.45 p.m. The House will meet at 9 a.m. with last votes between 1 and 2 p.m. The Senate is in today. On that front, the Senate passed a stopgap funding bill on Thursday that keeps the government funded until mid-December and likely averts a shutdown that would have kicked in this weekend absent any action. Politico's Caitlin Emma and Marianne Levine report. 
Senate leaders reached an agreement to speed passage of the short-term funding fix on Thursday after Biden signed off on a temporary 100% federal cost-share waiver for typhoon aid in Alaska, appeasing the state's GOP senators. Republican Senator Mike Braun of Indiana also backed off an effort to delay the vote after he secured floor time to expound on the benefits of balanced budgets, and now heads to the House for final passage, after which it'll land on Biden's desk. Right on cue, Siobhan Hughes from the Wall Street Journal reports that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announces that the next roll call vote for the Senate is Tuesday, November 14th, 5.30 p.m. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike DeBonis. Zach Stanton is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers nine different programs designed to help employees advance their careers and move into higher paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.